وَأَنَّهُ And that كَانَ يَقُولُ He would say. Now they're reflecting. The jinn are reflecting over their false beliefs or the falsehood that is common about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, وَأَنَّهُ كَانَ يَقُولُ Somebody used to say, or somebody has been saying, and who is that somebody? Safihuna, Our foolish one. The foolish one amongst us, the foolish individual amongst us, has been saying, عَلَى اللَّهِ about Allah, shatata, Something that is outrageous. Excessively atrocious. Very, very wrong. عَلَى اللَّهِ shatata. Who is this Safih? And what is this shatat that he had been saying? Safih. The question is, who is a Safih first of all? Safih from Safaha, foolishness. Right? We have learned in Surah Al-Baqarah, what is the ayah? سَيَقُولُ السُّفَهَاءُ The Sufaha will say. And who were those Sufaha? The Ahlul Kitab, right? Who lived in Medina at the time. And even though they were so knowledgeable, they were known as the literate people, the people of the book. What did they do? They rejected the Prophet ﷺ. And they criticized what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had revealed. So, who is a Safih? Ignorant person? No. He may be very knowledgeable. Safih is someone who is knowledgeable, but he doesn't benefit from his knowledge. So it is as if he is ignorant. Someone who may outwardly perform a lot of worship, but he doesn't really benefit from that. He doesn't even know why he's doing it. Someone who is misguided, full of pride. Someone who doesn't have any understanding, who doesn't comprehend the truth. So who is Safi? Foolish person. Meaning, he knows it, but he doesn't get it. He has knowledge, but he doesn't understand. He's doing things, but he doesn't have a clue. Which is why he mocks, or he criticizes, or he rejects. Incompetent person. This is Safi. Stupid. Idiot, this is Safi. So they are saying that the Safi amongst us says about Allah something outrageous. What is Shatat? Shatat, Shin Tata, is when something is very far away. It's not just far, but very far away. So Shatat, as in far from the truth. A statement that is very unjust, very wrong, that has exceeded Appropriate limits. So what is the statement of shatat that the safi says? Of course, shatat refers to statements of shirk. Wrong things about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So who is a safi then? Some have said that the safi refers to the misguided amongst the jinn who spread lies about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, atrocious lies about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or they said that it refers to who? Iblis. And they call Iblis a Safi. Because it was his Safaha, it was his foolishness that made him say such things about Allah, in regards to Allah. Because if he truly had any intelligence, he wouldn't say any word like that. Now remember that Iblis, when he refused to prostrate to Adam alayhi salam, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked him that why didn't you do that when I ordered you? 
What did Iblis do? What did he do? What was his reaction? He blamed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What did he say? فَبِمَا أَغْوَيْتَنِي You misled me. It's your fault. Now imagine if in front of Allah, He is saying such a wrong statement about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What kind of lies do you think He has been spreading about Allah amongst the jinn? Yes, people also He has not spared. Isn't it? Whispering to them evil thoughts about Allah, negative thoughts about Allah, or misleading them, taking them towards shirk. So whatever lies Iblis has spread about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the jinn said, وَأَنَّهُ كَانَ يَقُولُ سَفِيهُنَا عَلَى اللَّهِ شَطَطَى He has been saying very wrong things about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَأَنَّا ظَنَنَّا And now they express their naivety, that how we were so naive that we used to believe, أَلَّن تَقُولَ الْإِنسُ And that, لَمْ never تَقُولَ It would say, who would never say? Al-insu, people, human beings, wal-jinnu, and the jinn. We used to think that neither the people nor jinn would ever say, Allahi about Allah, kadiba a lie. We would think that no human being and no jinn would ever utter a lie about Allah. In other words, whatever Iblis said about Allah, we believed him. Because we thought it was true. We thought it was true. We fell for it. We just blindly followed whatever Iblis told us. Whatever wrong things were common, you know, whatever they said, we just accepted it and followed it blindly. What does this show? The jinn saying this, what does this show? They are also admitting their mistake. That we were wrong when we believed Iblis. We were wrong when we accepted whatever was said about Allah. Now, we should also think about ourselves. You see, accepting Islam, believing in the Qur'an means believing that yes, I was wrong. Right? Changing yourself, accepting the instruction of the Qur'an means that you're admitting that what you were doing previously was incorrect. And this is very hard to admit. Very hard to admit. But the jinn, look at how they have truly embraced and wholeheartedly accepted the truth, which is why they're not shy of admitting their mistake. They're saying, we were so naive that we were fooled by Iblis. Whatever he said, we just accepted. وَأَنَّهُ and that indeed, كَانَ رِجَالٌ There were some rijal. Rijal is a plural of rajul. And who's rajul? Who's a rajul? A man. So they said that there were some men, minal insi, from among human beings. And these people, so look at how they're not generalizing. Right? They're saying that some individuals from human beings, so some people, what would they do? They would يَعُوذُونَ they would seek refuge. They would seek protection. With who? Birijalin. With some men. Minal jinn. From the jinn. So some rijal among human beings would seek protection 
of Rijal from the jinn. In other words, some people would seek the protection of the jinn. Some people would seek the protection of the jinn. Why would a person seek protection? When he is afraid that something is going to harm him. Right? So, some people would seek the protection of the jinn, but this way of human beings seeking the protection of the jinn, being afraid of the jinn, فَزَادُوهُمْ So they increased them. Meaning the people increased the jinn by seeking their protection. They increased the jinn in what? رَهَقَا In rebellion. In further mischief. In arrogance. The word رَهَق, رَهَقَاف has two meanings. The first meaning is rebellion, mischief, arrogance. تُغْيَان takabbur. So فَزَادُوهُمْ رَهَقَ When the people would seek the refuge of the jinn, this increased the jinn in pride. This increased the jinn in their mischief. This increased the jinn in their rebellion. So they harmed people even more. They controlled them even more. Another meaning, the second meaning of the word رَهَق is when something overpowers another completely by force. Causing it to suffer, the end of it is finally destruction. So فَزَادُوهُمْ رَهَقَ Now the meaning changes. زَادُوا They increased, meaning the jinn increased. Whom them, as in the jinn increased those people, in what? In رَهَق And then the meaning would be in destruction, in harm, in suffering. So when the people sought the refuge of the jinn, did the jinn protect them? No way. They further harmed them. Now what is this referring to? This was a practice amongst the Arabs in the time of Jahiliyyah, pre-Islamic days of ignorance. And sadly, this is not just something that was limited to them. This is something that has its existence in many different cultures till today. Many different people till today. That how the Arabs in particular, remember there were, many of them were Bedouins, right? Which meant that they would live in different areas temporarily. So whenever they would run out of food, water, they would have to travel to another place. But whenever they came across a place like an oasis, and they wanted to settle over there, they would be worried that what if there are some jinn living here? Some spirits, some demons living over here. And if we were to start living here, they might bother us. They might harm us. So, what they would do is that before settling down, one of those people would go forward and he would say, أعوذ بِعَزِيزِ هَذَا الْوَادِي مِنْ شَرِّ سُفَهَاءِ قَوْمِهِ I seek the protection of the master jinn of this valley. Whoever the master jinn is, I seek his protection. You protect me from any evil over here. We seek your protection. Now this is something they would do when they would set camp, also when they would be traveling, if they would have to pitch their tent in the night or in the day to rest somewhere, again they would say this. Now if you think about it, even today what happens? That if people are afraid of the jinn, what do they do? They seek the protection of the jinn. Or if there is some illness or some problem, 
they seek the approval of the jinn. So for example, there is a house and there's some spooky things going on over there. What is it that they're told? Please the jinn, make them happy. Throw a feast for them. Hmm? Throw a feast for them. Leave some food for them. Seek their approval. What this does is, as Allah says, فَزَادُوهُمْ رَهَقَا This will increase the jinn in their arrogance and rebellion. They will demand even more. The thing is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave honor to Adam and his children over the rest of the creation. How? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered the angels to prostrate to Adam. And amongst those angels at that time was also Iblis, jinn. He was also to prostrate to Adam. Why? To show that Adam's status is greater than that of the jinn and the angels. Did Iblis like it? Did Iblis like that? Not at all. So much so that he refused to obey Allah's order. Imagine. And he justified it. He said, أَنَا خَيْرٌ مِّنْهُ He didn't just think that I am better. He actually said it to Allah. I am better than Adam. خَلَقْتَنِي مِنْ نَارٍ وَخَلَقْتَهُ مِنْ طِينٍ You created me from fire and you created him from mud. So I am better. I should not have to prostrate to him. But what happens is that, you know, we are weak. We have our limitations. And we think, many times people begin to think that we are in need of the jinn to cooperate with us, to help us, to cure us, to grant us protection. And when people become afraid of the jinn, and they put themselves under the jinn, they bring themselves down, then what are they doing? Isn't shaitan becoming happier? He's becoming even more arrogant. That's what he wanted. Isn't it? So, فَزَادُوهُمْ رَهَقَا This increased them in their rebellion. What does this teach us? That seeking the protection of the jinn, this is neither going to help us, nor is it good for us in the long run. In fact, this is something that is going to create further problems for us. But what if we do end up in a place where there is spooky weird things going on? Right? What do we do? Or what if like you're traveling, let's say you stay at a hotel overnight, let's say two nights you have to stay at a hotel, and it's just really weird, quiet, and you hear these weird sounds, and the lights turn on and off, and you know, you can hear footsteps, you can hear knocking. What do you do? Yes. Seek the protection with who? With Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet ﷺ said that when any one of you stays at a place, meaning you're traveling and you camp, you stop at a place to stay there for some time, whether it is overnight or a couple of hours, whatever it is, you're stopping over there, he should say, أَعُوذُ بِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ التَّامَّاتِ مِن شَرِّ مَا خَلَقِ Do you know this dua? It's that simple. The process of seeking refuge is that simple. That I seek refuge in the perfect words of Allah from the evil of what He has created, whatever that evil may be. And the Prophet ﷺ said that whoever says this, then nothing will harm him until he moves from that place. So as long as you're there, nothing can harm you. Nothing will harm you. Because you took refuge in who? 
in Rabbul Alameen, the Lord of the worlds, the creator of everything. Not the jinn, but the creator of the jinn. This verse, it really uh, reminded me of something really interesting. Tomorrow is a very important day for a lot of people. Yes. And um, a lot of people, like a lot of my friends, Muslim girls, they don't realize where that tradition of Halloween started from. It's actually, they did leave food and candy or whatever it was outside to please spirits, right? That was their belief at that time. And we see now that how serious of a, like, of a sin it is, how wrong it is to do yes. something like this. So we shouldn't even involve ourselves in something like an activity that had such a past. Exactly. I mean, celebrating the dead or celebrating evil, this is pleasing who? Shaitan. That we are glorifying evil so much. Isn't it? Skeletons and dead and chopped off noses and hands and whatnot and blood and it's so gruesome and horrible. We're celebrating that, glorifying that. Who do you think is becoming happy at this occasion? Shaitan. And who do you think will have further control over people? Because we put ourselves under him. فَزَادُوهُمْ رَهَقَ So don't blame others. Allah says, زَادُوا They, the people increase the jinn in rahaq. It's their fault. They did it. You know, fear is something that's very interesting. You know, for example, if you come across an animal and you're afraid of it, what do they tell you? The first thing is, don't show fear. Isn't it? Stay calm. You know, for example, even in the wild, if you come across, you know, let's say a wild cat, like a big one, what do you do? Start screaming? Ah, screaming? If you start screaming, what is that animal going to do? فَزَادُوهُمْ رَهَقَ It's going to come after you. So what do you do then? You stand firm, right? And you chase it away. I remember growing up in Pakistan, many wild dogs. Okay, You can't walk from one end of the street to the other without coming across a stray dog. Okay, So, you know, from childhood you have this fear of dogs. And every time we were told, don't be afraid. Just act as if you didn't see it. Because if you scream, or if you start running away, or if you show that you're afraid, it's gonna run after you. It will. It's gonna come after you. So, فَزَادُوهُمْ رَهَقَ When it comes to the jinn, tell me, are people afraid of the jinn? I won't ask you, I'll just say people. Right? You know, there's a thrill that we get by talking about jinn stories. Right? So share some jinn stories and spooky stories. And why? Why do we have this fascination? Why? Why are we so interested in it? And then we become afraid. Too scared to go into the basement. Too scared to turn off the lights. Too scared to be alone at home. Scared of every sound, every movement. You know, being suspicious about everything. This is something that makes jinn, shayateen even more arrogant. The Prophet ﷺ and the Sahaba, they had several encounters with the jinn, direct encounters. But we don't see them freaking out, getting afraid. They remained calm. Because remember that Allah preferred you over the jinn. Allah preferred you over the jinn. And yes, shaitan is out to harm you. Yes, that is his goal, to hurt you, to harass you. But you're strong. Because you have Allah's help. So the question is, how do we seek protection against the shayateen? If we do feel afraid, or if we do feel that shaitan is bothering us, or that shaitan may bother us, how do we protect ourselves? What's the first thing we must do? Correct our, correct our 
beliefs. Correct your belief. Realize and believe firmly that Allah is your protector. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say about the plot of shaitan? That it is indeed weak. Isn't it? It is da'if, it is weak. So be confident. Realize that Allah is your protector. Realize that Allah is greater. That shaitan cannot harm you without Allah's permission. And Allah has given you the tools to protect yourself against the shaitan. So that's the first thing. Correct your belief. Correct your mindset, your thinking. Secondly, we learn that shaitan, he said that he will attack people from where? From their right, from their left, from their front, and from their back also. But he left out the up direction. Right? So in order to seek protection against the shaitan, to be safe from shaitan, go up. Reach out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because shaitan cannot intervene over there. He cannot harm you there. Reach up to Allah. Seek protection through the words taught by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Through dua. Even mu'awwidat. قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدُ قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقُ قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ Ayatul Kursi, recitation of the Qur'an, different adhkar that we have been taught for protection against the shaitan. So, that. Thirdly, keep shaitan away as much as possible. How? How do you do that? How do you keep shaitan away? When the servant remembers Allah, shaitan runs away. But then he doesn't just go away. Right? He comes back again. This is why khannas, retreating, always coming back. So the more dhikr you do, the more you will keep shaitan away. What prevents shaitan from reaching us is what? When you say Bismillah. When you say Bismillah, as you enter the house, who cannot enter? Shaitan. When you say Bismillah, as you're eating, who cannot share in that food? Shaitan. When you say Bismillah, when you undress, who cannot see you? Shaitan. This is your screen. This is your barrier between yourself and shaitan. Every time you say Bismillah. So increase your dhikr of Allah. What else can we do? To protect ourselves against the shaitan, from the evil of shaitan. Okay, so read the du'as. Right? We did that in the second point, that whatever du'as the Prophet ﷺ has taught, in general and also specifically to keep shaitan away, recite those, yes? Yes. Maintain tahara. Maintain cleanliness. Because shaitan, evil nature, is attracted to what? Filth. So, the more clean you keep yourself, the more you are protecting yourself. So, performing wudu, making sure that you clean yourself properly on using the bathroom, your clothes, your house, your bed sheets, your room where you live should be clean. Clean from najasa. Maintaining tahara. This is what keeps shaitan away. One more thing. Places where shayateen frequent more, avoid those places. Like for example, marketplaces, they go there a lot. So, Yes, you have to go, but don't make as your place of chilling all the time. That after school, as you're going, 
and you're taking the bus and the bus stops at the mall so you're like okay might as well go in the mall again for the second time during the day for like the 10th time in the week and yes i have to do my homework let me sit in the middle of the mall all right as i hear blasting music from everywhere and shoppers passing by and you know i'll just do my homework there sure you can do your homework in the middle of the mall right so avoid such places don't invite shaitan You see, there are certain states in which shaitan becomes very powerful. When? He feels very arrogant. When a person becomes afraid of shaitan, when a person becomes angry, when a person obeys shaitan, then shaitan becomes more powerful. Yes, through desires also. When a person obeys shaitan, succumbs to his desires, then shaitan becomes very powerful. Even cursing shaitan makes shaitan very irritated. when a person curses shaitan if you see the ahadith the duas that we have been taught to protect ourselves against the shaitan in none of them we have been taught to curse the shaitan isn't it so how common this is amongst people that when they get angry with shaitan they'll say this shaitan and that shaitan they will start cursing him who are they listening to by using foul language shaitan So in one way they're obeying him and in another way they're making him more irritated and so he will attack a person even more. So be noble in the way you protect yourself against shaitan. Yes. Yeah, you see there is an incident in which we learn that you know something happened and a man you know he cursed shaitan and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam told him not to do that. Right? So don't do that. One more important thing is that As I mentioned to you earlier, obedience to shaitan makes shaitan powerful. When we obey shaitan, shaitan gets stronger. We give him power. We give him authority over us. So what is necessary then? Oppose shaitan. But of course we're human, we're going to make mistakes. So then what is necessary? Seek Allah's protection through istighfar. through seeking forgiveness so leave sins deliberately meaning consciously try to avoid sins to the best of your ability and whenever a mistake happens then istighfar wa annahum and indeed they lannu they thought kama wanantum just as you have thought the jinn they said to each other that oh you jinn oh you people you have the same beliefs you have the same wrong beliefs and that layyab'athallahu ahada that Allah will never send anyone meaning jinn also had this corrupt belief because of the lies that iblis spread that Allah will never send any messenger this was their false belief however Allah has sent a messenger so listen to what he has brought the quran and believe in him وَأَنَّا and indeed we لَمَسْنَا السَّمَاءَ لَمَسْنَا we have sought السَّمَاءَ the sky the jinn said that we would go up to the sky in order to reach it now the word لَمْس is to touch something by one's hand but it's not just used for touching with the hand it's also used for searching for something looking for something reaching out for something because you reach out how? with your hand You search, you look for, how? With your hand. So, لَمَسْنَا السَّمَاءَ We would approach the sky. 
we would come to the sky. Why? In order to eavesdrop. But now, فَوَجَدْنَاهَا So we have found it, مُلِئَتْ That it has been filled up. With who? With حَرَسًا شَدِيدًا Firstly, we have found the sky filled up with حَرَسًا شَدِيدًا And not just حَرَسًا شَدِيدًا But also وَشُهُبًا So two things we have found in the sky Which are preventing us from eavesdropping Firstly, حَرَسًا شَدِيدًا حَرَس, plural of the word حَارِس Not حَارِس Haris, seen. Alright? And Haris is actually used for a guard. Okay? A keeper, gatekeeper, guard, bodyguard. Okay? So, Harasan Shadidan, not just guards, but Shadid guards, mighty guards. Who were these guards guarding the heavens at this time? The angels. Washuhuba. And we have also found Shuhub. Shuhub. Plural of the word shihab, burning flame. Basically, shihab is used for a flame that shoots out from the fire. Spark that, or flame that shoots out from the fire. So, remember that the shayateen would go up to the heavens in order to listen to the conversations of the angels. And whatever they would hear, whatever they would catch, what would they do? They would go to their friends from among the people, fortune tellers inform them, and then the fortune tellers would tell the people, oh, such and such is going to happen, and they would pretend as if they had knowledge of the unseen. But when the Qur'an was being revealed, there was a strict guard in the heavens. So every time a jinn approached, what would happen? Guards, guards, guards. And if he came closer from anywhere, shihab would follow him. Something's going on. So the jinn said, وَأَنَّا كُنَّا And that we used to نَقْعُدُ مِنْهَا We used to sit there. Meaning before this event, we used to sit there, meaning in the sky, مَقَاعِدَ summer At the stations, at the positions for hearing. مَقَاعِد, plural of the word مَقَعَد. And مَقَعَد, place of قُعُود, place of sitting. We used to sit at certain places, we had fixed certain places for ourselves. And why would we go sit there? Lissamr. To hear. To listen. Listen to who? To who? To the angels. That's our business up in the skies. That's why we would go there. But now, فَمَنْ يَسْتَمِعِ الْآنَ But whoever listens now, يَجِدْ لَهُ He finds there for himself, شِهَابًا رَصَدًا Is shihab a flame that is rasad? Lying in wait. Rasad, rasadal. Somebody who's lying in wait in ambush. So basically, waiting for somebody to come so that as soon as they come, you can attack them. Ready to strike. Said so before even we go, there is a flame waiting for us. So there is no way we can go. Before we would manage to listen, now there is no way. Why was this done? This was in order to protect the revelation of the Quran from the interference of shayateen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose the best angel, Ruhul Amin, in order to bring the Qur'an. Isn't it? Angel Jibreel, as described in Surah Al-Najm, how is he? Very strong and mighty. Shadidul Quwa, Dhu Mirratin. Correct? So strong and mighty angel. And then, while the Qur'an was being revealed, the shayateen could not even go near the heavens. Why? To ensure that what was delivered to the Prophet ﷺ was indeed the word of 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Pure from the interference of shayateen. As Allah says in Surah Al-Shu'ara, Ayah 210, that, وَمَا تَنَزَّلَتْ بِهِ الشَّيَاطِينَ وَمَا يَنْبَغِي لَهُمْ وَمَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ إِنَّهُمْ عَنِ السَّمْعِ لَمَعْزُولُونَ Shayateen are even kept away from hearing it. So these jinn, they said that, وَأَنَّا لَا نَدْرِي And that we had no idea, we did not know why this was happening. Why were there strict guards up in the skies and flames waiting for us, you know, preventing us from going? Why was this even going on? أَشَّرٌ أُرِيدَ بِمَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ Was there شَرْ evil that was intended for those in the earth? أَمْ أَرَادَ بِهِمْ Or is it that their Lord intended for them, أَمْ أَرَادَ بِهِمْ رَبُّهُمْ رَشَدًا A right course. We didn't know what was going on. But we knew that it was something very serious. We had no idea whether something evil was intended for those on earth, or something good was going to happen. But we knew that this was something very serious. And this is the reason why they went about the earth, scanning, looking for what was extraordinary and different to see what that cause was, what that reason was. Now, before we continue, look at this verse. The jinn said, we didn't know whether evil was intended for those on earth. Am arada bihim rabbuhum, Or their Lord intended for them. Rashada. When it comes to evil, look at how they say it. Without mentioning their Lord. They didn't say, we didn't know if their Lord intended for them evil. No, they said, if evil was intended for them. Exactly. And when the good is mentioned, how do they mention it? By mentioning their Lord. So the verb, look at the verbs, urida and arada. Urida, it was intended. Arada, he intended. Why did they do this? To show respect for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Surah Nuh, we learned that malakum la tarjuna lillahi Waqara, what is wrong with you that you do not show appropriate respect to your Lord? You don't regard Him the way you should. And remember that showing regard to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is also in the words that we choose for Him. In the words that we choose for Him. The way we talk about Him. So here we have to become very careful. Many times there are jokes that are, you know, said, and those jokes are about who? about God, about God's will, about God's plan. So this is something that we should be very careful about. Okay, everybody stand up. We will listen to the recitation of these verses. قُلْ أُوحِيَ إِلَيَّ أَنَّهُ اسْتَمَعَ نَفَرٌ مِّنَ الْجِنِّ فَقَالُوا إِنَّا سَمِعْنَا قُرْآنًا عَجَبًا يَهْدِي إِلَى الرُّشْدِ فَآمَنَّا بِهِ وَلَن نُشْرِكَ بِرَبِّنَا أَحَدًا وَأَنَّهُ تَعَالَى جَدُّ رَبِّنَا مَتَّخَذَ صَاحِبَةً وَلَا وَلَدًا وَأَنَّهُ كَانَ يَقُولُ سَفِيهُنَا عَلَى اللَّهِ شَطَطًا 